Welcome to Married by Design, handling the issues that you face within the family. There's been such an attack on the family lately, and yet God does have the answers for the major issues that the family faces. And that's what we'll be looking at in this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Thanks for being with us on Married by Design. Jan and I have been very excited about sharing the series entitled Handling Life's Issues. We've looked at a number of heart issues from fear to anger to lust and have talked about solutions that God has for those issues. God really is lovingly guiding us and knows what's best for us. It's important for us to understand what he says and how to follow it. Last week, we looked at issues related to marriage. There's so many issues that a couple will face in the marriage relationship through the years, and so many marriages end in divorce nowadays, and yet God provides us solutions. And last week, we looked at God's solutions in the marriage relationship, those areas that Jan and I have seen over the past 25 years of marriage counseling. If you haven't listened to that episode, we'd encourage you to take the time. This week, we're going to address issues that we see very commonly within the family. We've been involved in ministry for the past 25 to 30 years. Joe served as a family pastor, encouraging and counseling families for eight years in Visalia. And I also served in a church in Lemoore for 12 years. While serving there, Jan and I saw a number of issues and encouraged families that were struggling. And that's what we want to look at this week. We talked about those patterns that we've seen in families that are struggling the challenges that a mother and a father will face, and the way that they can move through those challenges to parent in a way that glorifies the Lord and gives their children the biblical foundation to know the Lord. We want to emphasize, just as we did with marriage, that God calls you to be faithful. You don't have total control over your spouse or your children, but you can decide to do the things that God wants you to do and see His blessing in it. So in this episode, we're going to lay out a number of issues that we've seen. Our first encouragement to you is to live out your faith within your family. That's what children need today, and it's so needed within the family. That's right. So many root issues that we face in the marriage relationship are also seen in the family. If the husband and the wife, the mother and the father, are not walking closely with the Lord, a lot of issues begin to manifest themselves. When we walk closely with the Lord and we see that example, that close relationship with Jesus tends to resolve a lot of potential issues and keep us from problems in the family. And that takes us to Deuteronomy 6. This passage is so crucial when we think about the relationship of the mother and father to the children and how important it is that we live a life of seeking after God and time in His Word. Let me read part of Deuteronomy 6, starting in verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. This is the main key to dealing with the issues within the family, walking with God and seeking Him. Well, Jesus said in John 15 that apart from Him, we can do nothing. He is the one who gives us wisdom and understanding through His Word. He is the one who gives us strength and endurance that we need as parents through His Holy Spirit. That's why the Lord called Israel to love Him with all their heart, all their soul, and all their might. This is the greatest commandment in the New Testament also. 
But if we love God with everything that we have, He gives us a power and a perspective that will carry us through any difficulty and challenge in the family relationships. As parents, we need to be seeking after God, loving Him, reading the Word, praying and calling out to Him. There is a great spiritual power in that. There is a great stability that it gives to your heart. There is a consistency in your life that your children will see. They will see that integrity and that heart for the Lord. Even in difficult times and the challenges of the teenage years, they need to see you walking with God. Your faith works. Notice what else the Lord said to Moses and the children of Israel. He called them to have his word, his truth, on their heart. We have so many empty philosophies and ideas out there today about how the family is supposed to work and how we're supposed to think about the family. It's a lot of worldly wisdom that obviously doesn't work because we see the hate, the emptiness, the loneliness, and the heartlessness in the world today. And contrast that with a Christian mother and father that are seeking after God and immersed in His Word. They have the right perspective and God's wisdom every day of their life. They have encouragement and faith that's built up because they're in the Word. They can begin to dispel all the bad ideas and teaching that their kids are exposed to today. And this brings us to verse 7 in Deuteronomy 6. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Notice what the Lord says. It shouldn't only be in the parent's heart, but the parents must teach their children diligently. You as parents need to talk about the word wherever you are throughout the day to make it part of your life, your own thinking, and your family conversations. It needs to be in focus during the day, and you need to be applying it all the time. Your children should become well-versed in the truth of God's Word. They may not always follow it, but they need to know it because you've taught it to them and talked to them about it. You need to apply it to their lives and remind them of the truth when they fall short. When they are confused about the things the world is saying or their friends, you need to discuss that with them and bring them back to the truth of God's words. Well, many of the problems that families face today are the result of errors in thinking and bad judgment. The philosophies and ideas of the world infiltrate the parents' minds or infiltrate the children's minds. And the result is conflict and confusion. The only way to dispel the error and correct that is by God's Word, through the parents' teaching and encouraging. Notice the parents have to be reminding their children of the truth. They may be taught a lot of bad things in school, especially today. You have to address those things and help them to see the truth of God's Word. God's Word is reliable and relevant. God's Word is life. Parents need to be reminding their children of God's truth. That is, as you remind yourself of God's truth and it remains in your heart. That's right. If you want your family to function well, you can't relinquish your children's education, especially the education of their heart, in the hands of the school. It's your responsibility. It's something that you have to see and take on and build into your children's lives so that your family functions properly and it promotes harmony and godliness in the home. 
This means that the parents, especially the, the father is the leader of the house, needs to take the initiative and recognize those issues that need to be addressed in his children's hearts. You need to talk about this as husband and wife and pray about it. You need to plan your teaching and discuss it as a couple. You need to correct those errors that you see in your children's thinking as they grow up. Correcting your children is so important. It's so important to not only teach them, but discipline them. This is what is so sadly lacking in our society today. Children are not brought to any consequences because of their bad behavior. It seems that most parents just allow their kids to do whatever they want. They don't teach them the truth, and they don't correct them when they do the wrong things. They somehow believe that by being nice to their kids and passive, that they're going to help them to be good adults. And that is so far from the truth. The reality is that when we fail to bring consequences in society, people go from bad to worse. And that will happen in the family, too. Yes, uh, looking at Ecclesiastes 8 verse 11, it, it reads, Because a sentence against an evil deed is not executed speedily, the heart of the children of man is fully set to do evil. Boy, we see that verse being lived out today. We're not going to get too much sidetracked, but you see that a reasonable punishment is not carried out, and therefore there's an increase in our society and violence and crime, especially in cities and areas where there's a real lack of prosecution of crime. But we're not primarily focused on society, but on the family. And one of the greatest issues in the family is that they follow the same pattern as the world. Parents, again, believe that it's better to be passive and let your kids do whatever they want, and they never bring consequences in their life. And this is so countercultural. Proverbs 13, verse 24, He who spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. There's a lot packed into that verse that's countercultural. First of all, if you don't discipline your children, you actually hate them. That is powerful. Because we love our children, we want to correct them and discipline them so they will grow up happy and productive, so they will know the boundaries of right and wrong and function within God's will. It takes a lot of work. It isn't always easy. But we need to give them that structure so that when they grow up, they will be responsible and caring adults. Frankly, the easier way out is to not discipline your kids, to never correct them. And I think in some ways, parents that don't discipline their kids at all are buying into the unbiblical philosophy of the world and not loving their children. That sounds a little harsh, but that's what the verse says. If you spare the rod, you're hating your son. You don't care about them enough to discipline him and correct him. We should give another example, but we'll make it a little clearer for you. If you had a friend or a relative that was doing heroin and was destroying their body and their life, do you think it's more loving to be permissive and support what they do, or to point out and talk to them about it? I think almost everybody would say that if you really love them, you would confront them about it and do everything you could to correct their behavior. That's right. It doesn't mean that you attack them, but it does mean that you have a responsibility to lovingly confront the issue and try to help them to see the error of their way. To passively watch them destroy their bodies and their lives would be a very heartless and unloving thing to do. Okay, that's an extreme example, but there is a parallel to children today. When a parent is passive and allows the child to run rampant, they're just doing 
as that verse in Ecclesiastics indicated, the children will set their hearts to do evil. That can't end well in the child's life, and it will not help the family to function properly and live in harmony. Well, what does that mean for parents? It means that you need to discipline your children, whatever it takes. I know that different people have different convictions about spanking and proper consequences. The key is that you need to bring an effective consequence for their sinful behavior. Nothing should be done in anger or retaliation. The only motivation a parent should have is a deep love for the child to correct them. But that correction needs to be done. If you want to have harmony in your family, if you want to see your children grow up to be all that they can be, you need to discipline and bring a reasonable, proper punishment into their lives for disobedience. It's so clear in Scripture from verses and Proverbs, as well as the example of God the Father with the nation of Israel in the Old Testament. He loved them enough to correct them and bring consequences in their life leading up to captivity to bring them back to the right place. Yes, in, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 13, the author there writes, For the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. If your kids are struggling or your family relationships are broken down, you need to ask yourself whether you are living and teaching the Word yourself. Are you loving God and encouraging your children to love God? Are you having a high moral standard and encouraging that in your children? Are you correcting and disciplining them when they fail? It doesn't mean that there's not grace there and encouragement, And it doesn't mean that you become a harsh parent, but it does mean that you love them enough to correct them. Well, the last thing we observed in parents is that they don't love their children enough. They say they do, but it's not seen in their actions. They don't follow the principles in 1 Corinthians 13 about being patient and kind and living sacrificially to care for their children. It doesn't mean they let their children run the family, but it does mean that they put a priority on their relationship with God their relationship with their spouse, and then their relationship with their children. They spend quality time with their children and invest in them and nurture them. In 1 Thessalonians 2, verses 7 and 8, Paul wrote, But we were gentle among you like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. So, being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves because you had become very dear to us. You see that Paul had a tenderness and a great affection for his spiritual children. Fathers and mothers need to have that same tenderness and care for their children. They need to see they are, in a sense, shepherds and their children are sheep. Sadly, people see a conflict and a contradiction between these two ideas. They don't see that a parent should discipline their children, but also have a tender affection. That's so far from biblical truth. It's because you have a tender affection and love for your children that you discipline them. You care enough about them to correct them. Again, this discipline is not out of control or vindictive. It's because you love your children that you are tender to them and you correct them. But as parents, as Paul did with the Thessalonians, you need to be committed to spend time with them, to nurture and encourage them. You need to build deeper relationships with them that will last through the years Even as they grow to be adults, they will look to you for encouragement and counsel. There's probably no greater joy than being a parent. The responsibility and the opportunities you have to love and care for your children. 
to help them as they grow older to become all that they could be and they should be for God's glory. Well, let me pray. Father, I just pray as parents are listening to this and maybe they're struggling in some of these areas that you'd give them the grace, the encouragement, the strength through your spirit to respond to this, Lord. Give them the power to be the parents that you want them to be and to train and love and cherish and discipline their kids, God. And that these families would be families for your glory, showing the way that you want us to be as a family, Lord, to function properly and honor you, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's it for this week. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're now at a point where we're evaluating the podcast and deciding what other issues need to be covered. We've been at this for over two years, and it's been great to be able to express counsel and encouragement to couples. Is there some area that you think would be good to be addressed? Well, email us and let us know. Well, next week on our podcast, we're going to look at the last area in the series of handling life's issues. How do you deal with a life-dominating sin? If you have an area of life that totally controls you and you think that you'll never get past, that's what we're going to be looking at next week on Married by Design. <music>